Welcome to the Pro Vocal Artist Podcast with me, Gemma Sugru. This podcast is all about helping singers turn their passion for singing into a way of life. In today's episode, I want to share my ideas on how voice care can become as routine as your dental hygiene, like brushing your teeth. So lockdown for me has been a really good opportunity for continuous professional development. I finally had lots of time and lots of routine. And so it gave me time to think and I did some deep thinking and I was determined to emerge with an answer to one particular question. And that question was, what's the number one thing I want to help singers do? Even though I'm, you know, speaking to voice users in general, this, I mean, I've been working, I'm known for singing. I've been working with singers all my life and um, all my life, like since I was, you know, grown up adult and I, I haven't contributed the way I've always dreamed of contributing. And I'm like, hang on, what is it? How do I want to do this? And so I thought it was uncovering their vocal identity. And I do want to do this still, but it's not the number one thing it's not the thing that I'm like I feel like is urgent um I thought it was helping artists build their brand like help them get ready for the music market um but it turns out what I'm really passionate about is finding a solution to a problem I think I've struggled finding the answer to this for singers for as long as I've been a vocal coach and and that is how to help singers design and maintain a daily vocal practice that they can number one enjoy number two that's inspiring number three that's personalized to their vocal needs and number four and most importantly it brings them results if they're going to commit to the consistency of this is it actually going to bring me the results that I dream of I can get singers results in the lesson but if I'm honest I have been struggling and I have found this challenging um, to help singers really lock in a practice routine and I just felt like it was beyond my expertise because uh, I have like the voice science knowledge I've done like a diploma in teaching so I feel like good at that skill I have performance experience so I have like reference points there but I was like this is actually kind of getting into the territory of behavior science or like behavior management so I started looking at different books behavior and psychology books coaching books until one day my accountability partner from a business course that I was doing Daniel Hirschted suggested that I read Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg and I was like okay and straight away, the approach laid out in this book, the approach to habit formation, and I've read all of the habit books, but the approach in this book, it was, it just made so much sense to me. It felt very grounded in the research. It was practical. And best of all, it was simple. And I could really imagine it working for my clients. And you can tell reading it that um, Dr. BJ Fogg is a educator it's laid out in a very kind of step-by-step digestible um way at the end of every chapter there are assignments it just seemed so like I, I could totally implement this um so yeah but 
after reading the book, I emerged with an idea for two real obstacles for singers who want a daily practice routine, but they can't maintain one. And number one, they're relying on feeling like it. It's one major trap for us creatives. We need to feel the inspiration. And number two, they don't really know what they should be doing. And I think this kind of sets us apart from instrumentalists a little bit, that vocal development is a little bit more abstract because your instrument is part of your biology. You can't even see it. And it sometimes is a bit hit and miss and is it a bit of magic or what's going on? Obviously, the, the voice science and the emergence of that has demystified so much of how we go about developing voices now. Um, but I really do feel like that's a massive stumbling block for a student singer when they don't have all of the knowledge that a vocal coach would have when they get home to practice. They don't really know what they should be doing. So I had already started writing Your Vocal Identity, which is a course on how to unlock your vocal signature as an artist. And that's just on pause now because, well, see, your vocal practice, right, was going to be a module within that. But as I began to test the course, I realized that this module needed its own course in conjunction with behavior design. So it wasn't until I started, you know, I, I created a test group for the course. We're in testing currently. It's October 2020. And we every time I deliver a lesson, I, I would see that the lesson had four lessons within it. And I, and I also recognized I need to pair this up with the tiny habits, behavior design education. So I was like, OK, hang on vocal identity is an overarching thing the artistry side of this is going to have to wait I will get there but this is super I could be making a really important breakthrough on how to do this and how to help singers because singers were never going to make that really meaningful change in our voices if we don't find something that we can consistently do every day so I needed to get my behavior design chops down, whatever that looks like. Um, <laughs> and I enrolled in the certification course in teaching the tiny habits method. No, I don't do anything by halves. I can't just read a book and, you know, go, oh, I learned some nice tips there. <laughs> I have to go off and become a, a tiny habits guru or something. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I wanted a master teaching the skill of habit formation. And yes, habit formation is a skill on its own. And weirdly, now I'm starting to find it really hard to imagine teaching vocal technique without teaching habit formation. They're now coupled in my mind and I'm finding it really hard to see them apart. So, okay. We all know there's no such thing as an overnight success. You might have a breakthrough in your vocal technique, but you may find yourself back at square one the following week. So we know now it's about consistently fine tuning your instrument daily. If you want to make meaningful change or become consistent in performance, be able to be that singer that goes, I just know what my voice is going to do. It doesn't do anything unexpected. I'm able to count on it when I want to like 
improvise and express myself freely on stage. It just does what it's supposed to do. And therefore, if you want that to happen, daily vocal practice needs to become a habit. I also see it like this. It's actually about having a better life. You have a voice. It's always with you. It's a wonderful gift. Singing improves your mood. Why not enjoy it daily? Like, I imagine your life would be more joyful if you had a little bit of singing rooted into your daily routine. So, okay, let me walk you through why increasing your ability to practice daily is a much better option than waiting to feel like it. I think many of us creatives, as I said before, can fall foul of waiting to feel inspired, you know, to do our like to do our work like we have to do our work and we can't be waiting for some like god-given inspiration so and that work can be you know becoming more proficient on your instrument or it can be writing so what i'll be teaching on my course is how to design a practice routine that will work on the days when all the <laughs> hits the fan think about it like even on those crazy days we still brush our teeth we still you know eat breakfast put our clothes on what if singing for just five minutes every single day could become something that you do and you don't even have to think about it or remind yourself to do it if you do more than five minutes great But your baseline, what you're committing to daily is five minutes. And trust me, five minutes daily can be highly effective if you do the right things. And those five minutes will probably grow into 10, 15, 20, 30. But don't worry about that. You just want to keep it tiny at the start. If what you're doing in those five minutes is easy for you, effective, and you can associate a positive emotion with it, then you're going to turn this into a habit really quickly and never need to worry about whether you're feeling motivated or not again. So what I'm currently working on is breaking down all of the components of a vocal practice routine from breath work to stretching to vowel tuning, phonetics, application of style, musicianship, all of the elements of a vocal practice routine should include so that we kind of deconstruct the vocal practice routine and then reconstruct a routine that is totally relevant to the singer. So the singer kind of knows this is the full scope of what should be um, in a vocal practice routine. I'm going to find my nuance within that and lean in in the places where I need to lean in and, you know, pace it in the way that I need to pace it. So my objective is through this course a singer's ability is going to be really high to execute so remember I was saying the habit's going to wire in really quickly if it's easy to do so this is where I'm I'm trying to this is where I'm at with this course is like really increasing a singer's ability to execute an effective daily practice habit and have the ability to pivot that practice at any time without a coach that you kind of know I they can always go back to the course as a resource and go 
oh, hang on, I want to add, like I'm getting a bit bored of doing this or I feel like this isn't stretching me enough or I feel like I need to reverse back on this a little bit. I need to reverse engineer here and find something that's a bit more basic. I feel like I need some to take it a bit slower for a while that that's there for them and they can, you know, re-engineer it. So anyway, this week, so this is October the 18th, um, I'm entering into the apprenticeship phase of my Tiny Habits certification. So if you're listening to the, to the podcast the week of the 19th, of October, feel free to get in touch with me on Instagram at Gemma Sugru if you'd like to join me as a coachee on the Tiny Habits free five day program. And I'm starting with my first cohort this week. Um, and so, yes, every episode I give you a task. So here is your task for the week. Step one, you're going to think of one habit you'd like to add to your day that would take less than five minutes and is easy to do. Example, take my vitamins, floss my teeth, do five squats, water my plants, drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. Step number two, find another existing behavior of yours and you're going to put your new habit behavior after it. So example, and this is in the in the book, you, you will read if you want to go and get Tiny Habits after you've heard this podcast. Um, it's called the Tiny Habits Recipe. So the Tiny Habits Recipe is after I insert something that already exists in your life, after I brush my teeth, I will, and then new behavior, floss. So after I switch on the coffee machine, I will do five squats. So the existing behavior in your life, the existing habit is your prompt, is your cue. Step three, you need to celebrate immediately after. So you can do this by saying, woo, yay, oh my God, I'm amazing. Well done, go you, go on Gemma, go on you good thing. <laughs> so step three, and this is a this is a wild, wild one. Step three, and this one's really important. There is some serious science behind this. And, you know, skip it at your own peril. Step three is you need to celebrate after you do your new habit. And how you celebrate is you would say something like, yes, woo, go on, Gemma, go on, you good thing. You did it. Yay. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Woohoo. I'm the best. Awesome. Whatever. It needs to be for you. You, It's totally personal. Something that like some people want to do a happy dance. Other people just want to go, good job. That was, that was a good job there. You know, some people are a bit more introverted and other people are, people are more extroverted about how they like to celebrate and um, whatever floats your boat. Um, but this is, like I was saying, the science behind this, emotions create habits. If your brain associates a positive emotion with doing a behavior, it's going to want to repeat it. Now that is some good stuff, right? That is, a, that's one of my good tips. It's not mine, obviously. I've learned this from the course and I've learned this from Dr. BJ Fogg, but it's a really good one. I'm going to just do a little bit of a variation on the theme here because I, I had an experience last week after my, after my yoga class. So my yoga teacher praised me at the end of the class and I, um, I really care about 
yoga. I really like it. I would really like to be better at it. And I really enjoy getting better at it. And so I'm kind of vulnerable. So if you say something to me about yoga, I'm like, if you if you say something critical, I'm like, oh my God, so embarrassed. And if you say something that is praise to me, I like light up like, I don't know, a little, what lights up? A glow worm. <laughs> couldn't think of something better uh, anyway so she said to me oh your practice is really evolving Gemma oh my god I, I felt like I left the yoga class and went all the way home on a segue or something like on a, a on a rolling automatic like my feet weren't touching the ground I was just delighted with myself and it reminded me of how powerful praise is and how like it's not often that adults get to receive praise and encouragement and how important it is and so I have been finding that like I can praise myself I was like I could have said that to myself because I have been recognizing myself that my practice has been evolving I've been quite um diligent about it over the last couple of weeks in particular and I'm like I've noticed I could have told myself that and I could have gotten those good feelings because your brain doesn't know if it's you or somebody else saying it and so I would suggest with the celebration to play around with praise and just kind of go you're doing it you're trying to make your life better you're doing a great job you know and and also sometimes this kind of self-development stuff can kind of feel a little bit like narcissistic or self-involved or self-obsessed but since I've been really applying myself to all of these kind of techniques I've noticed my relationships and my connections with other people it it infects everybody else in your life and it frees you up to make other people's lives so much better and so you kind of got to start with you and it will just flow out into the world. <laughs> Sorry, what is going on? It's got a little bit of moat, but it will kind of infect your world around you, which is brilliant. So, huh? <laughs> don't know if I leave that little, that little emotional moment in. I might, because I'm recovering now. Okay. <laughs> So let me know how you get on with your activity. Um, you wanna, you can DM me your tiny habit recipe if you want any advice on it. I'm going live on my Instagram um, at the end of the week. Uh, I will notify people on my story when I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do it on Friday at seven. Um, but definitely check it out on the story for the updates on that. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you want to DM me um, if you think you're going to take on this challenge. Have a great week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if this episode brought value to your life, please show me some love in the ratings. Episode seven. Yes. See, that's me praising myself. <laughs> I'm so happy I've stuck with this. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Bye.